0: Monday, April 11th is a day to enjoy yourself out on the greens at the Sunnyside Country Club for the 27th Annual Sunbird Golf Classic. So get your swing ready, polish those golf clubs, and bring your A-game. This tournament will benefit your Fresno Pacific Sunbirds. Sponsorship opportunities are still available. For registration and sponsorship information, please visit fpuathletics.com and look in the Donate tab. Register today and come out Monday, April 11th to Sunnyside Country Club for the 27th Annual Sunbird Golf Classic. Sunbird Soundoff live on 790 ESPN with Eric Bentley begins now.
1: welcome everybody here to the sunbird sound off live we've been having a little bit too much fun before we actually started the show we've been laughing here for about the last you know maybe 15 or 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 so minutes so get ready it's gonna be a fun one here today we've got uh we're, we're gonna talk water polo uh to start things off we've got uh brian Sahovi, the head coach of the men's and women's water polo team. But this is a surprise to me. And I was very excited to see them walk into the studio. I didn't know we were gonna have student athletes on Tatum Benson and Amy and hopefully i get this right again i got it right at the beginning but it's zaninovich right spot on there we go amy zaninovich they're joining us they're sitting here patiently waiting for me to finish my intro and then coming up a little bit later we're gonna talk some track and field uh with uh head coach uh ray winter um but like I said, we're not even going to take a break. We're just going to get right into it. We're going to dive straight in into the pool. You know, we're talking water polo. Yeah, yeah, you see where I'm going here. Coach, uh, we'll start with you. Um, right off the bat, um, I'm I am uh, i have got a, a couple of questions lined up, but I'm going to, you know, kind of leave this up to you. Um, a, a general question, how would you describe your team's play through your first 20 games of the season?
2: You know, I'd say it's just been uh it's been an uphill battle. Um, you know, coming off of COVID and just a hiatus for two years, we had a few games last year. Um, we had a lot that we had to come back together and figure out. And so we've got a lot of girls that have technically, you know, been, been enrolled at school and been playing for us for two years, but really they've got maybe a half a season of experience. So, you know, mentally you feel like we should, we had a lot returning, but as far as actually in the water playing experience, um, we were young. So. Um, it's been a constant um, a constant progression throughout this insi- entire season and um, I've been proud of them um, every game has shown improvement every weekend um, we've we've hit new goals and you know we had a really tough uh, tough season to start out we had a lot of uh, high level high- ranking d1 um, teams that we played uh, at the you know the whole first half of the season and and uh, just really using that as an opportunity to challenge ourselves to help us grow and Um, really set our sights on uh, the end of the season which is what we're coming into our conference play and our conference championship is where really is uh, our big focus so so we'll get to conference in a little bit here
1: um but of the 20 games that you guys have played this season, mm-hmm. 19 of them have been on the road. Obviously, you guys play your home games at the uh, Sunnyside uh, Aquatics Complex, yeah. and, and your next game is going to be coming up here uh, at Clovis High. We'll yeah. again get to that in a minute. But what's it like kind of starting the season, like you said, against a quality uh, against quality opponents? But you've got to play it on the road. Yeah
2: it's exciting. It's fun. Travel trips are a blast with this group. Um, you know, we, we load up on the bus and it is just an adventure of conversations every time we are on the bus. I mean, from board games to karaoke sessions to, you know, I, I, sometimes I put my headphones in because I just gotta, I gotta take a break (laughs) from it all. So couldn't tell you, but I mean, they are just a joy to be with. So really a road trip. I mean, it's it's like being on the road with your family. There are times where you're just annoyed as all annoyed can be at them, and you're just like, everybody be quiet. And uh, other times it's just uh, it's just nothing but laughs and, and giggles the entire time. I mean, they're a fun group, a lot of positive energy, a lot of just good attitudes. And um, so, you know, I know it's a lot, and it, sometimes it wears on you being on the road that much, being away from home, but... Um, all in all, it's where the best memories are made. We have, we have so many just fun, goofy stories. And so, and, uh, yeah.
1: So Tatum, obviously you've been on the sunbird sound off live before. So I'm going to, I'm going to bring this question over to Amy. Um, obviously coaches talking about, you know, all the fun that you guys have, you know, outside the pool. And you told me before we went on air that you like to talk. So, uh, (laughs) Uh, I didn't mean to, you know, throw you out there, but it, you know, it's, it's out true. there now. Yeah, y- y- Exactly. You, you like to talk. So if you like to talk, uh, give me one of your favorite stories outside of the pool that is obviously radio podcast appropriate, but something like that, kind of like a team building thing, you know, that, yeah. you know, something, you know, you went on a road trip. This is what happened. And I remember that.
3: Well, Tatum and I, funny enough, we were talking about this on the way here. And we actually talked about, like, memories that we figured this would be a question. Um, I think I have to address when I decided we needed music and we didn't have a speaker, took it upon myself to just start singing Bohemian Rhapsody. (laughs) And I not only sung it, but it was a full performance on the bus, on the road, interpretive dance. You name it, I did it. Um, It was an experience. I don't know if everyone liked it. I had fun. Tatum <laughs> thought it was funny. I, I don't uh, know about everyone else. Yeah, I was going to say, Tatum,
1: did you hold up like a card, like a 10 or a 9 or something? Did you give it a rating? What, what, what was the rating on the Bohemian Rhapsody performance? Um,
3: at one point, there was a little duet going on. Well, but, a forced duet. You know, I needed a partner. Yeah,
0: but um, it was a 10 out of 10 show for me, you know.
3: Yes. I couldn't have asked for
1: more. <laughs> All right, Amy, we'll keep it with you here. Um graduate of Clovis North High School. You're, you know, obviously a native of the Valley. Um, uh, Why did you want to stay here at home and play at Fresno Pacific?
3: Yeah, I wanted to stay here. Um, I'm really close with my family. Shout out to my mom. Uh, We're super close. And also, it's cheaper to live at home and commute. (laughs) And so um, that was part of it. But I also just take a lot of pride in living in the Valley. I know Tatum probably disagrees. (laughs) I love (laughs) <laughs> but I love it, and um, I just love the relationships that you build. It's a, a big, small town. So um, just staying here, building those connections, being able to serve the community through coaching and um, other things like that has been a joy as well.
1: Hey, I, I was born and raised in Hanford, and I came up here to <laughs> Fresno State for school, so I get you. you, you yeah. know what, I know exactly what you're talking about. Coach, uh, let's bring it back to you. Um, you mentioned uh, conference play uh you guys are 1-0 in conference play it was an 11-10 to win um over Monterey Bay so I know that game happened yeah that was a few games back but uh let's talk a, a little bit about that game let's kind of get into the x's and o's yeah, um yeah. Y- you mentioned again like you said you're getting into conference play you've already got one win talk a little bit about that uh 11-10 victory
2: yeah I mean that was that was a good one it's uh it's you know obviously playing on the road when you're playing a conference game it's one game it's your only focus um and that was a big one, first one of the season for us, and uh, and so um, there was a lot of emotion, a lot of energy going into that. But I, I, as far as the girls like walking into that game, the confidence that they displayed um, was the most that I had seen as far as what uh, what they what they knew they were capable of doing. And so um, and the neat part is uh, we were down by three at one point, and uh, you know there was never a point that I saw any any hesitation or any fear in their eyes. They just they knew can do it wasn't it wasn't uh fake energy it wasn't you know you it wasn't that let's try to rally the troops and get back into this it was the whole time it was just like no we know what we got to do let's go um we we actually finished our halftime talk about we had a five minute halftime and usually we finish about 30 seconds before we line back up but we were done about a minute and a half early like we heard what we needed here and they were ready to go and so um yeah we just chipped back away you know tie it back up in the in the third quarter and then uh, the fourth quarter, it was back and forth, and you know Rosemary Chapman had a great uh, a great post up and uh, put the ball away to give us that one point lead. And at that point, it was just controlling them defensively, um, and uh, we had a, a great defensive stop with you know about a about a about forty eight seconds left on the clock and uh, gained control of the ball, pushed it down, called a timeout with about fifteen seconds on the clock, ran a play just to kill out as much time as possible, maybe get a shot off and you know, left Monterey with about a five second opportunity, which is not a lot of time to get something off. And, you know, they, they winged off a, a shot from who we expected them to shoot. And, uh, and Cameron made the save and we walked away with the win. but it was just the, the, the energy that these girls had and the confidence they had was just so, uh, so exciting to see. And I think that really is a testament to the tough games that we've played this season is they, they've, they've learned how to manage this pressure and know, you know, how, uh, how strong they really are. So it's exciting.
1: All right, ladies. So I'll bring it back over to you. You were nodding your head, you know, in as far as coach's response goes. You were nodding your head in agreement, you know. So either one of you, whoever want, if you both want to, one of you can take it. It doesn't matter to me. But uh, what was that like, you guys? It was four two. You guys outscored uh, Monterey Bay in the fourth quarter of that game. What was that like? uh You know, obviously, it's easy for a coach to say that the team, you know, is well composed, but but you guys, as a player, you know, obviously, you've got a different perspective. What was it like for you guys there to say, hey, we know we can close this thing out. Let's let's get it done. Um, one of the moments in that game
0: that I remember, we were talking about halftime. Um, all of us kind of, like, huddled into the, like, shallow end corner of the pool. And, you know, people were like, this is what we need to do. You know, like, these are the things that we should change. And then they just immediately went in and did them. And so... You know, I think that it was like, at the end of that game, everyone was proud of what they did, and it was really, really nice to see. It was like a turn-up in mentality, and even on the way to the game, we had the vans. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we've had buses normally, but we've been driving in vans, and um, we were singing all the way way there, and we got to the pool ready to
1: take it on. All right, Amy, uh, uh, what about you? I'll, I'll send it over to you. Well, what did you take away from that uh, victory over uh, Monterey Bay?
3: Um, I think that we were really just a composed team, and we just were able to, like Brian said, um, we knew what we needed to do, and we. I don't think there was a moment any of us doubted that we weren't going to win. It just wasn't an option. I think um, with having a hard schedule, there's been games where Um, it's hard not to think, you know, what if we lose or we should win? Um, We went into this game saying we will win, and we just continued to uh, fight for it. And at the end of the day, I think that we just wanted it more, and I think that showed with the score and how we finished it up.
1: All right, so you guys obviously got the victory over Monterey Bay, uh, but you dropped your next two against uh, Pacific and uh, Santa Clara. So, Coach, we'll bring it back to you. Let's talk a little bit uh, about that Santa Clara game uh you you know you guys dropped that one six to three but obviously against a a tough opponent what did you see uh, out of your team in that game
2: yeah same thing um I just saw a lot of confidence I know that one that one kind of that one stung because um we we went into it with uh with high hopes and um the girls performed well I was really happy with our overall performance the things that we did I mean obviously there were you can always go back and find some things that we can get better at but the the overall performance the team cohesion the movement of the ball the options that we created um i was really happy and really impressed with these girls um and how they played and you know it was in that that second half that santa clara got a couple off where we uh, we just kind of lost lost focus for a minute and they capitalized on it um and uh, we just didn't we didn't finish a couple opportunities we created for ourselves but um santa clara is a good team they're a division one team they're in the golden coast conference and Um, you know we played them earlier in the season and they beat us pretty handily and so for us to turn back around and you know three-point game I mean really low scoring game for the most part um so I was, I was really pleased with our overall performance, and I think it just continues to show the growth that we've made this season.
1: And what's it like to see that growth? Like you mentioned, you played them earlier in the year, and then you get another chance to play them here. What's it like to kind of witness that growth? Uh, for those of you out there, the first time that the Sunbirds played Santa Clara was back on February 5th. And then you played him again, obviously here on the nineteenth. What's it like to, you know, not not very often you you necessarily get to see the growth of your team, and, and you know you, you get to see it right there. Uh, what's that like to see how you guys have improved in the course of you know a couple of weeks?
2: Yeah, it's I mean, it's uh, it's it's a it's it's like a proud parenting moment. It's you know you you teach uh, you you teach and work on these fundamentals and these skills and these specific situations and. And uh, to see it to see it click, to see the wheels turning, to see the athletes recognizing these things on their own without you having to constantly, you know, yell out direction or instructions, you know, it's just reminders, keywords here and there and, and you see you see all of a sudden they're talking in the water and they're taking ownership over it. And it really is just kind of a proud parent moment where you just kinda of sit back and you're just like, All right, you know, they're 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 learning how to walk on their own now. Like they're gaining their independence and so it's, uh, it's a lot of fun, and it's one of, one, of the, one of the greatest moments of being a coach is when you see it click in an athlete, and you see them get excited about it and take ownership of it, and, you know, that's really how this season has been each, each week in and out, and, you know, from the first time we played Santa Clara to playing them just this last week.
1: All right, so, Tatum, we'll bring it back over to you. It seems like every time that I look in the box score when I'm looking at a game, I see your name somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah, well, what's it like to be a leader on this team?
0: season of experience you know coming into this season because of COVID and so my goal like while I was home was like how can I we were just talking about you know what are we going to do after we're we're done with water polo but you know it was like that year and a half break where I was like what do I have to do now to be able to go back and jump right back in and so you know training during that time and coming back it's been like it's been a whirlwind you know I jumped into my first game and I was like do I remember what I'm supposed to do out here? You know, <laughs> like these goals count now, you know, you like, you, you play in game, uh, you play in practice and, you know, you're learning and then it's like, oh, the number on the board now counts. Um, so it's just been quite a whirlwind trying to, you know, get back to remember all the little crazy things that you used to do that you're like, oh, I shouldn't do those anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and so, um, you know, just continuing to encourage everyone on my team and, you know, um, at practice every day and you know one of the things that I work on really hard is like how can I be mentally tough you know every day and so you know can I show you know my teammates that they can do it too or this is something that we can all do together
1: alright so Amy uh, kind of a two part question what does Tatum bring to the team and what do you feel that you bring to the team as well
3: Uh, Tatum, especially not having her last year because of COVID and having a funky season anyways, she was definitely someone who was missed on the team, but she brings so much hard work and such positive energy while doing it. Um, It pushes me to work hard. I know in the off season we were swimming together and I was just constantly trying to keep up with her. And in the weight room, she's an animal. Like, (laughs) I mean, you should see her quads. We were talking about this, but (laughs) it's insane. And, you know, she just pushes me to be the best version of myself, you know, in and out of the water as well.
1: So you did bring up the quads. I, I was <laughs> I was shown a photo before we came on air of the quads, Coach. Do you you know take uh, take a look over those those workouts in in the weight room, or is that just kind of uh, you let them do their thing and let them let them you know just go on? And I I mean because that was a pretty impressive photo I saw I, I'll,
2: I'll give a big shout out to Whitney our strength and conditioning coach she's the one that writes their workouts and she's with them in the gym you know two three days a week uh, three days a week in the off season and so um and I think she's just a, a positive influence but you know on, on the flip side of it um Benson's just a beast I mean this girl <laughs> just likes to lift and she is her work ethic and her just her grind is something else and I mean you put her in a weight room and she's like a kid in a toy store I mean that's <laughs> That's her candy land is you know when she when she can rack weight on on, a, on an Olympic bar and just get after it she'll grind and so um, so yeah so I mean a, a testament of, of, of what she's capable of doing is really because she's just she's just so full of uh, spunk and grit I mean there's just you put something in front of her and she's gonna she's gonna just plow right through it so um, so yeah so I, I just it, I, I think a lot of it is just her and her personality and we're lucky to have her in the program just because you know, yeah, like like Amy said, she's uh, she motivates everybody, and her personality is contagious, and she just works hard. She gets after it.
1: So obviously, we talked, Coach, a little bit about uh, how tough of a non-conference schedule that you, that you guys play, um, and we talked about how you guys were on the road for most of the time. You know, at the beginning of your season, you did though get a chance to play in Fresno at the Fresno state invite. So technically not a home game, but you're still playing in Fresno. Yeah. Um, what's it like being able to play that high level of a competition while you're still here,
2: you know, in town? It's a, it's a blast. I mean, it was, it's a, uh, it's, it's a neat opportunity to represent the Valley, be in the Valley with, you know, your, your Valley neighbor playing, you know, some of the other best teams in the nation and bring that level of water polo to you know, to the Central Valley for young players to see, and I mean, the stands are packed. I mean, it's 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 such a fun environment because, you know, the the local uh, the local water polo athletes around here, you know, it's not often that they get to see those games. I mean, they're seeing them now more than ever with, with uh, with us competing. You've got now Fresno State competing, and just the teams that that are coming to the Valley to play. I mean, they get more opportunity to see college water polo than ever here. But for them to be able to see that high of a of of of, of, of a style of game is just it's just an experience, and so we're excited to be a part of that and to help represent it, and, and just to be able to play in front of our home crowd is just a blast, and we just have fun.
1: So your, your, your guys' next game is coming up here on Saturday, 2 p.m. It's going to be at Clovis High, not Sunnyside like it normally is, at Clovis High. So um, and make sure you get out there um, and support the Sunbirds. Any specific reason uh, in the, uh, why the change of venue?
2: Yeah, I mean, um, you know, we we don't have our own home facility. We use Sunnyside Aquatic Center. Um, and so occasionally they have an event that's going on that prevents us from using it. And so we uh we reach out to uh some of the other beautiful Clovis pools that are around. I mean, we are we are a rarity when it comes to aquatics and the amount of facilities that we have in the area so close to each other. So, um and the neat part is is we've got alumni at every high school. I mean, every high school we have alumni that are giving back to the sport and coaching in some capacity and so you know clovis high uh was uh, was the one that we reached out to and they were available and um you know they were they were open to us using their pool and we're heading over there in the environment there the way the pool is built with uh, the buildings surrounding it um it just creates such a neat home environment with just the the sound i mean when you get a crowd in there you know all our local supporters come out and get rowdy for us because when you get loud in there it echoes and it carries i mean and it's a lot of fun to play in that facility and we've got you know, um, you know, a handful of Clovis alum, My assistant coach uh, plays from, from played for Clovis High and and helped coach there. And so it's just going to be a really fun environment, and it's just a neat place to play.
1: All right. Well, you heard Coach get out there and support coming up here this Saturday, ladies. We'll bring it back to you. You got, um, I believe, uh, my math is terrible, but it's five conference games left remaining on uh, your schedule uh, as a team. And this is why I love having players in here because I can ask coach a question and say, how are you approaching the last five games? And I'm going to get a coach-speak answer. No offense. <laughs> no, that's no, that true. But, but now I get to ask you guys. You've got you, you guys obviously, like I said, 1-0 in conference play um you know you've got five conference games left remaining before championships um I want both of you to weigh in on this one whoever wants to offer up first it's up to you but um what's kind of the team mindset going in you know obviously you got to lock in and you know you know grind down the stretch
3: yeah I think our approach um has just really been being mentally tough that's been a challenge for us this season and we've had some rough games where we have been challenged but being mentally tough, but also learning how to have fun while doing that. So I think um, it's exciting going into another conference game with a win under our belt, and really just you know proving that you know East Bay's a team to beat, proving that we can beat them, and um, really just wanting it more than them, and and pushing in practice um, you know to to make that happen on Saturday.
1: All right, Tatum, what about you?
3: Um, I think I think a big part of our mindset is how can we continue to grow.
0: You know, we saw like. See that growth um, between our two Santa Clara games was something that you don't really get to see, you know, all that often. And so I think that it it showed us that you know sometimes it can feel like what's changing, but there is something changing. And I think that um, that seeing that last weekend and then going into such a such a competitive team uh, game, you know, is really uplifting. And I think it's showing us that we can continue that.
1: So you got you guys play East Bay twice. Uh, obviously, down the stretch, you play them on Saturday. You also play them again um, on a Wednesday. Um, what message would you, would you give to the Fresno Pacific fans uh, to encourage them to come out and support you guys? Either one of you or coach, it doesn't matter. But I mean, I'm, you know, because, uh, let, I mean, you know, I, I've watched you guys play before. It's fun to watch. What? Why? Why should people come out and watch Fresno Pacific water
2: polo? You know, I'd say East Bay is a big rival for us. I mean, it's a, it's a healthy rival. I, I, you know, their coach and I are, are friends, and and uh, we have fun playing each other. But it's a, it's a rival, so it's going to be a battle. And they, the girls aren't afraid to get after it. There's going to be. You know, there's gonna be some rustling there. There's gonna be uh, there's gonna be there's gonna <laughs> be some uh, some 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 glares, um, and uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. There's gonna be a really good energy in the pool, and I think these girls are gonna really uh, really be excited to play and kind of get after it. And so, yeah, I'd say come out because it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun game. It's gonna be a lot going back, a lot going on in the water, and it's gonna be back and forth, and it's just gonna be a, a lot of a lot of fun energy.
1: And you say you you say a lot going on in the water. It, it's kind of <laughs> like the iceberg theory because we can only see as far as spectators, and you know me as a broadcaster, we can only see what's going on above try, the water. Try, but we all know, or anybody who knows water <laughs> polo knows that uh, it, it gets pretty nasty there uh,
2: under the water. I'm trying to keep a Fresno Pacific uh, rated here, so but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's, no, it's, no, it's, 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 it's yeah, the sport. I mean, the sport. I mean, we. I mean, just uh, we've had three girls with broken noses this season. Um, not. Not, not intentionally nothing malicious it's just it's a part of the game um we've had you know some rip suits that we've had to we've had to replace and um but yeah it is a it is a physical uh, game i mean amy was talking about how she wants to get into some judo after her career is over and <laughs> she's uh, she's got a head start i mean it's a lot of grappling a lot of wrestling uh, and a lot of back and forth so it's a it's a physical game it's not it's not dirty some people try to make it out to be a an over aggressive dangerous sport i mean It's not, it's just, it's physical. It's, I mean, you're, you're wrestling in the water and you're, you're, you're rallying for position and, um, there's some, you know, there's some kicking, there's some pulling. I mean, and it's, again, it's just all a part of the game. It's not done intentionally or it's not done maliciously. It's just, this is what we got to do to gain our advantage. And so, and these girls are good at it. Tatum likes to wrestle in her center position. (laughs) Amy, you'll see Amy get wrapped up at least five or six (laughs) times in, 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 uh, one possession. And so, um, so, yeah, so it's it's just fun. It's intense, and it's exciting to watch.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, you guys are way more physical than me because I can barely <laughs> keep my head above the water, so I couldn't imagine, you know, going at it with somebody else in the pool. Sunbirds, again, like I said, back in action on Saturday, 2 p.m. at Clovis High. They'll be taking on Cal State East Bay in a conference matchup. Coach obviously thank you for your time tatum amy thank you as well it's been so much fun hopefully we get you guys on again soon
4: yeah thank you (laughs) all
1: right coming up next we're going to talk to ray winter and we're going to talk fresno pacific track and field they've been busy these past couple of weekends so we'll let you know what they've been up to when we come back here on the sunbird sound off live
4: Hello, I'm Joe Haydock, license number 02013076. My wife, Cynthia, and I own and operate Haydock Real Estate.
2: Hi, I'm Cynthia
0: Haydock, license number 01358518. Haydock Real Estate protects your interests by handling your transaction with competence and kindness.
4: We invite you to call us at 559-392-5283 to learn how our thoughtful approach can help you sell or buy your next home.
0: Call Haydock Real Estate today at 559-392-5283. Back the Birds on 790 ESPN.
4: happy to talk to you
1: all right so last time we talked to you i believe that uh the team was still out at practice um is that the same scenario here today
4: yeah it's actually a hot one out there today and so they're they're out there at woodward park and finishing up right now and getting in a pretty warm one so we're we're just talking yesterday we hope it'll keep warming up during championship season because we'll be the most prepared for that in uh, fresno fresno school so yeah they're out there working right now Yeah, yeah, that's actually a very good point. We'll get to that. uh,
1: Was the week before you guys were uh, going to be hosting the Sunbird invite, Um, and obviously you honored your seniors there. I know it was a while back, um, but can you kind of go back and uh, talk about um, what that meant for your guys' team?
4: Yeah, this is a special year. It's just so many seniors and a big, big crew of cornerstone folks of this program. I mean, just the, the the class this year represented so many school records and team captains and all-time greats. Um, I'm certain that there's a, a group in there that'll probably land in the FPU Hall of Fame someday. I mean, just the things they did, just the All-American uh, recipients and, and uh, just student-athletes that took things to a new level for the program, um, just to, to name a few. Um, some Clovis North grads like Chloe Sharp and Denae Manabog, Uh, more local kids like El Diamante's Madison Flores, uh, Kyla Richardson, Kyla Bailey from Tulare, uh, just on and on and on. And then Brett Lombardi uh, on the men's side is one that really stands out as well. And Stuart Fernandez, he's a Buchanan grad. So just overwhelming for me to think about it. That was a tough day, man. You know, that's my job. It's my job to send them on to the next thing and graduate them. And, uh, but it's still it's still a bittersweet moment
1: so before we get into um more of the individual stuff uh, I just kind of wanted to ask you kind of broadly um on both the men's and the women's side you can start wherever you want but um how are you feeling um about your teams uh here as we you know about halfway through the season you guys are really you know kind of in the thick of things a meet every week how are you feeling about your teams so far
4: Things are kind of where I thought they'd be. I think we're one of the, uh, I think we're one of the top ten teams in the nation across the board. I really do. Our men and women both. It's a, it's a special time when you can make that happen at the same time. And I think that's where we're at right now. Like I was just saying, all these, all these big, big bad seniors. You know, it's a, it's a special year, and we want to maximize this. But certainly, we are. Uh, hitting those national qualifying provisional marks, and we've got a long ways to go. But everybody who I expected to kind of be one of those big players is certainly getting it done. And then there's a lot of surprises coming up too. Some young, young, uh, young guns that are coming up and answering the call of their of their upperclassmen. But um, you know, this this week, uh, sending a few people off to Texas Relays because they they just need that level of competition. Uh, and just week in and week out, everybody elevating and a lot of season PRs each week. So that's that's pretty exciting. I think on the men's side, the best thing is that we're well-rounded. Uh, there's really no weaknesses, no no discipline around the track in the field events that is just empty or really soft. So we're really well-rounded with a lot of depth. And on the women's side, I think we just have some really big heavy hitters. Um, just some some ladies that there's probably about nine ladies that carry carry the load even though the roster is about 25 there's about nine ladies that probably score 70 or 75 percent of the points and every point counts absolutely but it's uh that's a little bit of a different way to the top from the men and the women's teams here
1: all right so you mentioned uh ncaa provisionals which obviously a handful of uh players on your team have secured those um can you give a little bit uh of uh you know tell tell the people out there who might not know exactly what that is what exactly an ncaa provisional is
4: you bet yeah I, I i think uh it's it's uh different even from division 1 to division 2 and so folks who follow track they still might be a little bit confused about what it means and ultimately i uh i have to uh I have to tell my team even how that works sometimes because it's so confusing but at the end of the day, basically the top 20 or 20, maybe one or 22 folks in each discipline gets to go to the national championships. And so in Division One they have an East and a West regional and Division Two, which we're in, it's straight to nationals. And so there's no prelims. It's just who are the top basically 20 in every discipline. So sometimes you know there's always that first person out uh somebody who's maybe 21st or 22nd on the descending order of national performances list and they're they're staying home uh so you never know until the last week of qualifying if you're in or not because track meets are happening all over the US and you know you might have had a, might have had a great meet but somebody in Arkansas or New York or Texas also had a great meet and bumped you out, so you're always just trying to strive and strive and strive and put the very best mark out there, and you're kind of never safe um even if you're ranked you know five or six or seven stuff happens late in the season so that's that's kind of how it works and um two weeks before nationals is the last chance meet, so that's that's mid may so we've still got uh you know we've got eight weeks or so till uh till we find out who's going to nationals with one more one more shot at everything.
1: All right. So let's move over to the, uh, men's side. You were talking about a lot of school records being set. Uh, Brian Banuelos was one of those set the, uh, school record in the 5k, but you also had Absalon Tefra and Xavier Smith also in top five in school history in the 5k. What's it like having that sort that, that type of depth on your squad? Oh
4: man, it's so fun. It's, I'm just so proud of those guys. It's, uh, a groundbreaking time for the, the distance program in general, and and then just to see what Brian is is doing there, um, really threatening to go under 14 minutes this year, and that's that's a big deal, especially for a redshirt sophomore, just because there's so much work to still be done. Uh, but but it's exciting to have big big uh, goals like that and 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 to achieve them. And you know, going into the race where he ran at 1409, the goal was 1410. And so we paced it out. He he really executed it super well, and it wasn't easy. And he just got it done. I really think he maximized his potential for that point. And so uh, when we give it another shot in about three weeks at the 5K, we're really going to be gunning for a 13:59, which is a big barrier and big. It's kind of a big deal to break 14. And and then for Absalom to have uh, the kind of opener he had, just 14:32, uh, best freshman time we've ever had, one of the best times ever we've had in school history and he's a true freshman um so shout out to the central central grizzlies here in town uh they do such a great job with their cross-country track programs and he's a product of that but it's just amazing he's really just impressing me and and then he's got veteran leadership around him like brian vanuelos and xavier smith uh xavier's going to be focusing on the 10k pretty soon and hopefully breaking 30 another big kind of benchmark time to to run under 30 minutes for 10k so excited about that trio they're really up front for us and they've got more backup uh just a lot of firepower but school records are falling and uh, we're not done yet
1: all right so now let's bring it over to the women's side obviously we were talking about ncaa provisionals you've got some of those on the women's side as well kyla richardson in the 100 meter dash danae manabog earned a provisional as well in, in the 400 meters um What's it like uh, to have that balance? You've got contenders on the men's side. You've also got contenders on the women's side.
4: Yeah, big time. Those, those ladies are special, and the cool part is that we've got these individuals, but when when you're talking about speed and you have a collective like that, then you have relays that are really dangerous, and so, you know, last year they, they finished uh, second in the 4x4 in the nation and sixth in the 4x1, and... And they're right there again. They're right at the top. Uh, they're they're first ranked first right now in the in the 4x4 and and second in the 4x1 nationally and and hoping to drop their time again, of course, this weekend yet again. But they're right where they left off, and um, that's it's going to be a very exciting. Kyla Richardson is uh, running faster than she's ever run before. She's certainly our school record holder, and I think uh, there's 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 five ladies that's gonna, that are con, going to continue to. Really make history. Uh, Chloe Sharp and Danae Manabod, Madison Flores, and then you mentioned Kyla Richardson and and then Kyra Bailey. Those those five are spectacular young ladies, all returning All-Americans and clearly on track to do it again, And, and they keep lowering their own marks. It's really, really fun.
1: All right, so we've talked a lot about the track aspect of track and field. Let's talk a little bit about the field aspect of track and field. Uh, uh, what do you like uh, in that aspect of your team?
4: Yeah, so there's so much to to just be excited about. And if somebody had a chance to watch us, which they could do if they're here in town next Friday, the Fresno State Bulldogs are hosting their West Coast Relays meet next Friday. And so we'll be there as well. But I'd say watch, keep an eye on the shot put. Uh, we've got a sophomore named Mo Bradley and, He's just about 10 inches away from our school record there that was set in 1972. Uh, he's chasing 60 feet. Uh, he's special. He's got a pretty strong provisional mark already. Uh, and he hails from Anaheim. He's a SoCal guy. So that's the one that's his big time firepower. Um, and then uh, on the, on the ladies side in the field events, uh, I'd have to really mention uh, Ziamara Young. And she's a freshman, long jumper, triple jumper, uh, one of the top long jumping times in the nation and, and yet to really put it together on the runway for her triple jump, but she'll do the same in the triple. Uh, and, and our men's jumpers are, are just so much fun to watch. Uh, uh, in particular, Isaac Davis, who's a Liberty of Bakersfield kid, and then another another uh, Bako boy, um, Adrian Hodges. Those two guys are going off uh, 50-foot triple jumpers, doing fun stuff. And that's one of the funnest events, I think, for people to watch is, it's like, how do they do that? How does the body do that, you know, just to move through space like that? but. Keep an eye definitely on our horizontal jumpers and then uh Mo Bradley doing crazy stuff uh in the shot put. Uh, yeah. I, I, I have to throw one more in there too, just because I was talking about what's fun to watch and we'll be in town next week. Pole Vault, uh, Nikki Crouch and, and Christy York, a couple of Clovis East uh grads. They're gonna be going crazy there and that's a crazy event. It's like what why do they do that? Not how do they do that, why do they do that? It was super fun to watch. It's beautiful. Um, just artistry in motion. So, uh, the pole vault is another really strong event for us.
1: Yeah. And, and when I was a student, uh, when I was going to school back at Fresno state, I actually, when I, when I worked with them, I worked the West coast relays, uh, as part of, uh, the mountain West through Fresno state, I've been there. It is so much fun. Veterans Memorial stadium. It's a great place to run. It's so it, yeah. make sure you get out there. Um, it, you know, it's a whole lot of fun coach before we let you go. Um, I'm looking at the schedule here and you've got the Texas relays, like you were saying coming up this weekend, also the Cal Poly invite. Uh, how do you decide who goes where?
4: Yeah, it's a, sometimes it's tough. And, um, especially now because we've, our spectrum, uh, of talent is really growing wider and wider because we have truly some elite athletes. And then, we have opportunities to bring on uh, folks that are just like showed a lot of talent and they're just still developing as freshmen. So kind of more, more beginners. And so you kind of look at where they're going to fit in, where are they going to get their best opportunity to compete? And uh, so something like the Texas relays, that's just really our elite uh, athletes, very high end. And so coach Robert Foster, who's my head assistant, he's out there with them as well as coach Ray Hansen. And they're they're taking care of the team right now. Um, uh, Brett Lombardi just finished day one of the decathlon and, um, can't wait for for friday saturday more action uh from them but so yeah those big big stages they they need to go to those big stages just to kind of get pushed uh, to uh to their their highest because they're they're winning everything sometimes in other other lower level meets or, or smaller meets and so uh in some cases we have to put them on those big stages because that's where we're going to finish anyways and i want them to kind of mentally take make those gains and really get pressed to, uh, to elevate. so uh, But we have a really competitive schedule for everybody on the team. Everybody who's on the team gets to go to some really awesome meets. And the cool thing about track and field, it's it's an individual a sport. So we get to go head-to-head against D1s, D2s, D3s, JCs, professionals. They're all out there mixing it up with us. And it's uh, pretty unique and pretty pretty special.
1: All right, Sunbirds on the road this weekend. But just like Coach was saying, they'll be back here in Fresno friday april first and second for the west coast relays uh coach ray winter thanks for your time and uh, good luck to your team this weekend
4: always a pleasure thanks man
1: all right thank you very much we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back and let you know what's going on around fpu athletics when we come back to close things out here on the sunbird sound off live
3: At Alpha
0: Graphics Fresno, the success of your business is your biggest priority and ours as well. Alpha Graphics Fresno is a locally-owned creative company offering custom print, design, signs, and marketing solutions. Almost anything that's awesome. We truly care about product quality, customer satisfaction, and establishing long-term partnerships with our clients. Visit us at 3950 North Chestnut Diagonal Suite 107 or give us a call today at 559-476-2900. Connect with Alpha Graphics and be awesome. Awesome. Sunbird Sound Off Live on 790 ESPN.
1: Welcome back here to the Sunbird Sound Off Live. Big thanks to all of our guests here on the show Brian Sahobi, Tatum Benson, Amy Zaninovich. Here for Fresno Pacific Women's Water Polo. Ray Winter talking men's and women's track and field. Give you an update of what's going to be coming up here for. Fresno Pacific. Don't forget about the Sunbird Golf Classic. That's on April 11th at Sunnyside Country Club. If you go to the FPU Athletics website, that should be the first thing that pops up. You can register. I'm going to be there. It's going to be fun. I was there last year. Make sure you get out there. Obviously, you want to support the Sunbirds. April 11th, Sunbird Golf Classic. Don't want to miss that. And then as far as action on the field, in the pool, on the track goes, give you what's coming up here for fresno pacific women's water polo like we were talking about taking on cal state east bay on sunday at clovis high not sunnyside at clovis high 2 p.m on saturday and like coach was saying it's always great when they get people out there to watch so if you're available On Saturday at 2, go support the women's water polo team as they are in a conference clash against Cal State East Bay. And then again, like we were talking with Coach Winter for track and field, they're on the road. Texas relays, Cal Poly invite. Everybody's everywhere, but they're still getting their times in. Baseball, I'll be on the call at FPU Diamond on Friday and Saturday. It's going to be a pair of doubleheaders. As the Sunbirds face off against Concordia, they're coming off of a four-game series split against Academy of Art. 2 p.m. on Friday, noon on Saturday for a pair of doubleheaders. So if you can, make your way out to FPU Diamond. If not, always make sure you tune in on the Team 1 sports app. Men's and women's tennis, they're actually both in action right now at MSU Denver And then they will also be in action this weekend, or uh, the women's, I beg your pardon, will be in action this weekend as well as they will be heading down to Dominican. They'll be taking on the Penguins men's tennis after today's match against MSU Denver. They will be down in Baker, or rather, they will be home against Bakersfield on Tuesday. So, again, make sure you come out wherever you can. Make sure you tune in and support your Sunbirds. As always, Sunbird Soundoff will be available as a podcast Thursday or Friday, whenever, wherever you get your podcasts. It's been Eric Bentley bringing you all of the FPU action. We'll catch you same time, same place next week here on 790 ESPN for the Sunbird Off Live.
2: If you belong to a Mennonite Brethren, Mennonite, Brethren in Christ or other Anabaptist church and are looking for home or auto insurance, look no further than Mennonite Insurance. We insure our members' homes, churches, and our commitment is to provide you with competitively priced, superior insurance products with the highest quality service. Instant, no obligation, homeowner's estimate is available to you in 15 seconds at
4: mennoniteinsurance.com.